You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You are listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, and joined today by Dr. Per Jessland, pediatric hospitalist for the University of Utah School of Medicine and Intermountain Primary Children's Hospital. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. We are talking all about the flu today, talking about the fact that it's starting to arrive in the area, if it hasn't already, um, and talking about how you know we can not only keep our babies safe, safe, but um, keep ourselves safe and in the know. Uh, so we're going to talk about flu and also kind of how you track the flu with GermWatch. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about the flu. How how can we protect ourselves from it? Okay. Well, first let's just talk about what is flu yeah. and be very clear about what flu is. Uh, flu, when in this discussion, we're talking about influenza, the virus influenza that likes to come around every year and mm-hmm. make lots and lots of people sick. What we're not talking about is stomach flu. Some people get those things confused. Stomach flu is vomiting, diarrheal illness, not influenza. They're and different. They, they're not. They're very different. Yes, they're very different conditions. Stomach flu is stomach viruses. Influenza is a respiratory virus that occasionally causes some vomiting usually in young children but it's a respiratory illness that makes lots and lots of people sick and it's preventable with a vaccine so that's probably a common misconception a common misconception people get confused about that they say I got the flu every year even though I get my flu shot but they're getting another illness that's unrelated to influenza completely different because the flu shot that we get what does that protect us from influenza or the the stomach flu it does not protect us from the stomach flu if the flu shot the flu vaccination pr- protects us from influenza virus specifically right. three or four strains of influenza virus that are put into the vaccine every year based on what we've seen circulating the previous year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so with flu season approaching what are some of the things that we need to know as parents um, you know, with our babies, with small children, how can we protect them, ourselves? What do we need to do right. to be proactive? So flu season, flu season is approaching. Flu is a, a tricky virus in the sense that it's hard to predict when it's going to show up in our neighborhood. It's mm-hmm. been hard to predict how bad it's going to be and how long it's going to last. So in contrast to some of the other viruses that we track through my system called GermWatch, um, influenza is one of those ones where we need to be really vigilant and, and, and watch and see when it's going to happen and watch around the country and even on the other side of the globe to see what's happening with the flu season. So as, as you said, we are starting to see a little bit of flu. Flu's around. It's out there. We've seen a couple um, confirmed cases, but not a lot of sustained influenza activity just yet. So the key message here is that now is the time to get your flu shot. Yes, and they're widely available. Widely available. Your insurance should pay for it. You can get them at your local doctor's office, often at the local pharmacy, or at your workplace may even be offering them. Mm-hmm. And we like to get people immunized against influenza by, by the end of October at the latest. It takes a couple weeks to ramp up your immune response so that you're protected. Uh, so now would be a really good time to go get yours. Uh, children in the age group of like six uh, to eight, six months to eight years, if it's the first time they're getting their flu shot, they'll need two separate separated by about four weeks, so even more important to get the kids in that age group 
their first shot now. And yeah, to get them in sooner than later so they can get both of those doses yes. that they need. What about if you're pregnant and the flu shot? Uh, the flu shot is an incredibly important part of, of normal prenatal care. Not only does the, the, the immunization protect the mom during pregnancy, it protects the baby after delivery. Oh. That's really good to know as well. And because we can't immunize babies between you know under six months, right. that's sort of our main way to keep them safe. Keeps them protected. Immunize mom, <clears throat> immunize anybody in that household, mm -hmm. or anybody who takes care of or is even going to touch that child. Mm -hmm. That's our best way to protect them. Yeah. So the, the influenza you're saying here is the most common cause of death in children and adults of all the vaccine preventable illnesses in the U.S. Yeah, so you people look at their immunization schedules, there's a lot of things we immunize mm -hmm. for, right? But of the things that are on that, that we call vaccine preventable diseases, it's the one that uh, continues to kill lots of adults and, and lots of children. So it's, it's a very serious illness and one that we really want to get people protected from. Sure, and again, going back to the importance of getting vaccinated for it, and sooner than later. What if someone isn't able to get vaccinated before the end of October? Uh, it's not too late. We recommend actually getting immunized throughout the influenza season uh, because it's, uh, it, it, it's our best shot, right? right? So even if we've started to see flu season taken up, you haven't got around to it, go in and get it as, as soon as you can. Because there really is no other preventable measure when it comes to protecting yourself or your children from influenza? Yeah, it's probably the, the best front line. Uh, we do have medications, pretty effective medications to treat influenza and in some cases to try to prevent it from spreading within families where there might be a particularly vulnerable person, for example, maybe somebody who's gotten chemotherapy for cancer and has a compromised immune system or somebody who's uh, frail and elderly or somebody who had a severe allergy or has had one of the rare contraindications to getting vaccinated. Um, there are some medications that we can use to, to keep it from spreading or affecting those specific individuals, but the, the flu shot's definitely the first line of defense. If you get vaccinated and you are exposed to influenza, are, is there still a chance or a small chance that you could feel some symptoms? Yes, absolutely. So um, one of the things we hear a lot is that I get the flu shot and I get influenza every year. <laughs> um, and, uh, or that the flu shot gives them <laughs> influenza. The flu shot gives them, yeah, so let's talk about those two things. When you get your flu shot, you're getting uh, flu um, uh, antigens, mm -hmm. things that your body's going to look at and say, hey, this is foreign, I need to react to it. So you get that it. flu shot, you got to fight it. So you'll get some soreness, mm -hmm. you may feel a, a little bit achy, you may feel a little bit of some of those symptoms, but that's just your body learning to recognize and, and priming your immune system to fight it when you potentially see it. In the, during the season. Right, the flu shot does not give you does the flu. Does not give you the flu. Um, you might get exposed to something on the way to get the flu vaccine mm -hmm. and then coincidentally develop something that looks a little bit like flu. Um, but then if you get exposed to influenza after you've been immunized, um, the, the idea behind the vaccine isn't to present illness altogether. You can still get get sick or have symptoms, but they should be less. Mm -hmm. And the, the goal is to keep you from winding up in the hospital and, or, or death. Mm -hmm. And the flu vaccines, safe, it's effective, it prevents thousands of hospitalizations and deaths every year when it's applied appropriately. Sure. And so the reason that you might feel some of those symptoms, I'm asking the question, is 
because of the different strains of influenza that could be around? Yeah, so uh, again, that's the tricky part of influenza. Uh, it's, it, sh it changes itself mm -hmm. um, in a sort of a global way, and then it can spread around the globe in, in impressive ways. Uh, but there'd be different strains, different type A strains, different type B strains. Mm -hmm. And some years we do a really good job matching the, the vaccine strains to what's circulating. Some years we don't do as good of a job and we get surprised. Um, so the vaccine efficacy, um, can range from 30% up to a high 60%. So we see some variability, and you may hear about that kind of stuff in the news, how well the vaccine is matching the circulating strains this year, sure. or how effective it is. But even at that, that effectiveness level, that say 50%, you're still approaching, say, the effectiveness of a seatbelt if you're in a, in a horrible car crash. Seatbelts don't save everybody, but they save a right. good portion of people. Right, absolutely. And you're talking about the trends of the different strains and kind of watching how they manipulate themselves and change and um, kind of how they trend and cycle through uh, not just our area but other areas and when they're coming, when they're going. And that's all because of the program uh, that you helped create with GermWatch. Yeah, so locally we have a really good source of surveillance data because of the GermWatch data that we put together. And we partner with our health department, local health department, state health department, and we also partner with the CDC that does an amazing job keeping track of this. And then at the higher level there's the World Health Organization. Yeah. So I wouldn't claim that we're doing all that surveillance, but we're trying <laughs> but to do our part. you're doing a really big part. Yeah, and we try to give really good local data because that helps us um, stay on top of it in our neighborhoods. Well, exactly. So let's talk about GermWatch and kind of how that can help um, you know, all of us Utahns kind of understand what the trends of illnesses are in our areas, uh, you know, some of those symptoms we should be watching for as we approach flu season, um, and kind of how it all comes together and work and, and what we should know. Great. So, um, the, the, the reason I put this tool together is to answer that question that comes up to that mom in the middle of the night whose kid has a little fever, has some respiratory symptoms, for example, and ask that question, what's going around? Mm -hmm. what's, what's, what's happening in our neighborhood that's making people sick? Now have a tool that you can pull up on your phone, on your computer, that will tell you what's happening and what's circulating in our communities in, in Salt Lake and Utah more broadly. So we try to classify things by how active they are. Are they going up? Are they going down? Um, and then we provide uh, specific information for those viruses about um, the course of those outbreaks, those epidemics. You can see the curves and the trends of, the, of mm -hmm. the, the germs. We put some of that information on a map so it can kind of show you what areas of the state are being affected more than others. And then we try to give you really good information about the signs and symptoms, what to watch for, red flags, what to expect in terms of the course of the infection, what are the most common symptoms, how long they're going to last, how, how long are you going to be contagious, yeah. when did you get exposed to it, was it Timmy's birthday party last Saturday, or was it you know the, mm -hmm. the, the, the daycare on, on Wednesday, you can get some sense of, of when you might have gotten exposed. Um, so to try to provide sort of high quality information about the things that are going on right now, um, things that may be coming in the, in the future. And it is a really helpful tool for parents, whether you're a new parent or not a new parent, because a lot of the times when your children get sick, sometimes you don't know exactly what to do. And there's, uh, there's those parents who see a runny nose and they're automatically at the emergency room. And then there's other parents who see a runny nose and say, well, let's see how this runs its course. With GermWatch, you guys kind of alleviate and help with some of those answers, showing those symptoms, and then also kind of 
letting us as parents know when it really is a good time and the right time to go see your doctor. Right. So we developed the, the resources, uh, the germ wash tool, based on input from parents, experienced parents and parents that didn't have a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. What were their fears? What are their worries? And really tried to balance, um, you know, making you terrified of viral Armageddon when you walk <laughs> right. out your door uh, versus um, being empowered and understanding what you might be dealing with and, and what to watch for. Um, so the ideal circumstance, and then when I use them in my clinic or the hospital, I diagnose somebody with one of these respiratory viruses, show them the tool, hopefully they then share that with neighbors, friends, anybody else who they might be having the same kind of problems, yeah. and that we have a, a bunch of people that are really educated about these viruses and the kind of illnesses that they cause. And then if you do decide you need help and you're on the phone with your pediatrician or your doctor, hopefully they're also using the information and are really knowledgeable and really good about diagnosing these things and knowing how to manage them so that you get care that ideally doesn't involve unnecessary antibiotics. Mm -hmm. It's tailored to your symptoms and your symptom management and helps you sort of anticipate and have anticipatory guidance about what to expect and what to do if things go this way or that. Yeah, so they kind of are understanding what illnesses are trending as well, which is very helpful. Right. Um, and then since we can't all of course, live in a bubble during flu season or any season for that matter. The other thing GermWatch does is it also has recommendations on how to prevent some of these illnesses that you are seeing trending in the region. Right, right, and a, a, a handful of the things that are we track in GermWatch are actually vaccine preventable, like mm -hmm. influenza, like pertussis, um, but the stuff that's not vaccine preventable, you'll see a lot of the, the same kind of guidance about how to sort of take care of yourself, good nutrition, good rest, um, you know, taking good care of yourself that way, um, uh, understanding um, how to uh, better wash your hands, how these sure. things can be spread so that you recognize that people coughing and touching surfaces, that stuff can live there for a little while. And if you put your hand on it and then touch your eyes or rub your nose, uh, that's how you pick these things up. So teaching people about good hand hygiene, mm -hmm. which I can't say enough about, how to you know use a tissue, use it once, wash your hands after, just sort of some of that basic stuff that if you can get good at, you can keep yourself from picking these things up when you're out and about. Right, so like when my four-year-old picks his nose and then gives it to me, we should all be washing our hands <laughs> yes. multiple times. It's hard to prevent the sneeze right directly <laughs> into the face and your eyes. but yeah. It is, but there are things that we can do after the fact <laughs> to take care of it. Right. So this is an amazing tool that you've created with GermWatch. It's so helpful Thanks. and useful for parents and for caregivers, for other doctors. How can people find it? Where can we get all of this information? Super easy to find. Uh, if you Google GermWatch, it, it no longer is the German watch manufacturer at the top. <laughs> We're at the top, you'll find it. Uh, so GermWatch, all one word, .org, .net, .com, they'll take you to that it's site. All there. If you uh, use Intermountain's Health Hub app or any of those, it's, it's, it's nestled in there as well, so it can format to fit your smartphone. Wonderful. You can find it there. Perfect, amazing tool. Dr. Jesslyn, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity. Absolutely. And that concludes our podcast on influenza. Thanks for joining us for Baby Your Baby. I'm Jade Elliott. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.